My guest today is an author, motivational speaker, entrepreneur, founder of Keeping Families Connected, an organization that uh, was founded out of her own trials from being rightfully and wrongfully convicted, where she was separated from her child. And so now she takes uh, people, families, children to see their loved ones in prison in nice luxury vans. One of the twists and turns of the story is that when she was younger, her dad took a sentence for her took her charges on him and went and served prison time for her. That's crazy. But there's there's many other twists and turns to this story. Stay tuned. We're doing a background check on Letitia Scott Jackson. Let's go! Have you or someone you know had your life turned upside down because of your past? Of course I have. Everyone does background checks now, which makes it hard to bounce back. What do you believe? I believe your background shouldn't hold you back. It, sh- it should pay you back. This podcast will inspire you, motivate you, and inform you with everything you need to rise above your past and and not be afraid to say, go go ahead, check my background. My name is Jaden Gum, and this is Background Check. You already know. Let's go. You can check my background. I'm a forgiving felon, so tell them that I won't back down now. You can bet I won't live in regret. It's time to earn some respect. You are tuning in to Background Check. Hey everyone, welcome to Background Check Podcast. I'm your host, Jaden Gum. We believe your background should hold you back, it should pay you back. And that's what this podcast is really all about. It's all about sharing stories of people who have found a way to make their past, their background, pay them back instead of hold them back. You know, a lot of times we can get uh, uh, become our own worst enemy in our mind and just believe everything we hear that it's going to be hard. It, it is going to be hard out here, but, but that hard is not going to hold us back. And, uh, you know, we can get down about the rejection or we could per- let it propel ourselves into a greatness. And, you know, when we were shut down from going back into the prisons to share our stories, we were just like, okay, we're not going to let this hold us back. So we're going to start a podcast. And that's what we did in May of 2020. And now here we are uh, almost three years later, 125 episodes in uh we added a, a little second mini episode you know on on the uh, the background check-ins and we're having a great time and we're meeting more and more people from around the state around the the, the nation that is uh sharing their story and so that's what we do we love we love to share stories of people who have found a way to and we, and we do some different things on the show well you know we're, we're just doing guest interviews right now but i'll do some solo episodes where we talk about something we're trying to find a way to also get y'all more information you know uh for for when and where you're going to parole to uh i don't know how we're going to do it with other cities but we're going to make it happen i promise i don't know how we're going to make it happen but we're going to do it uh you know we got keeping families connected uh on today's episode they got information on how you you know you can tell your family how to get a ride with these people to come see you at the unit uh, we got Miles of Freedom coming up in a couple of weeks. Just some some great information. We may have the way back back on, but uh, but yeah, you know. And, and today I'm going to do something different. Today I got a, I got a special kind of shout out. Uh, you know, I go into the Kyle unit quite often, and looking forward to being there in, in uh, just a few weeks, maybe. Um, but you know, I tell the Kyle unit guys when y'all get out and you're coming to the Dallas Fort Worth Metroplex, look me up, call me somehow, let me know you're out. So we can hook you up with some resources and, um, you know, and just love on you and say, hey, you know, so uh, we got to do that. Uh, so Chaz in the Pillars class, 
you know, we, we got to uh, go see Williams. I think, uh, I don't know what he goes by third or something like that. And then uh, Evans, Evans, it was so neat because Evans and Williams, uh, I, when I didn't have enough money back in the day to drink Jack Daniels, I bought the knockoff, which was Evan Williams. So I used to drink Evan Williams because it was a, a good knockoff of the real thing. Uh, but but yesterday I went and, and hung out with Evans and Williams, the real deal, the real deal. Uh, they're at the Abode Treatment Center there, and uh, they're going to be there a couple months. I think one of them's going to come hang with us. But they had a they had a message uh, for, for you guys at the Pillars class. Hey, what's up, Chad, man? This is third, man, Williams. Hey, man, miss you, man. Talk to you soon. As soon as I get able to get a phone, man, I'm going to hook you up, Jay pay you. So keep your head up, man. You out here next, bro. Tell him I love uh, you. Tell it's uh, side of the pillars class. Oh, tell all the pillars, man. What's up? Keep the head up. Tell the warden them. I miss him. I love him, man. And I talk to him soon. What all did we bring? Oh man, they hooked us up, man. We got toilet paper, razors, wallets, wallets, clothes, deodorant, razors, clothes. Man, he hooked us up Shout awesomely. Out. Hey, Chaz, it's been a long time, man. How you been doing, though, man? Tell everybody at the pros I said hi, man. Miss y'all, man. Love you. All right, Chaz, Kyle unit, guys. We love y'all. Just want to let y'all know when y'all get out, make sure y'all connect with me. And, uh, and that way we'll hook you up. We'll fill in some gaps, all right? And above all, man, keep your ones up. Yes, sir. Right. Yes, sir, right. for sure. All right. Come on, man. Keep your ones up. I know uh, everybody at the... Uh, uh, at the at the Kyle unit and in the Hughes unit, if y'all got those, y'all, or if you, if you just know Chaz, you know what that means. You know, uh, get your ones up. So, anyway, I just wanted to play that special shout out, Burbick Williams. I guess, I guess he goes by third, uh, but he's you know him and, and Evans. Uh, we connected with him and got some stuff. So, hey, listen, no matter where you are, if you're listening to this and and uh, and you're not sure what to do, if you go to the Dallas Fort Worth area and you look up our uh, our website, ForgivenFelons.org. My cell phone's number on is on there. Uh, call call me, you know. And if nothing else, we'll just connect you to we'll connect you to other resources that we know. We'll we'll give you resources that we have. But we are also going to be uh, opening up the resource center soon. We're looking at spaces this week and next week. So we're going to have uh, so many more ways to take care of y'all. Um, but hey, listen, you know, I'm going to try to start getting some, some resources on the show for other states. I know Arizona, uh, down in Houston, um, I think Missouri, I want to get some resources for you people when y'all get out California. Uh, and listen, you know, if you can come here, great. If not, uh, you know, it's okay, but I don't know. I don't know what our housing situation is going to be looking like, but eventually I think we're going to have housing out on some land in the County area where they can't really tell us what to do. So. Anyway, all right, so uh, I'm going to get to my guest, Letitia Scott Jackson. She's an incredible person. The first time I heard her was at Hope Summit, which is a criminal justice reform conference, and she was on a panel with uh, some wrongfully convicted uh, people talking about the justice system. And, uh, man, I started following her on social media. She's an author. She's written a, a few books. She is a motivational speaker, and she will motivate you. Oh, my gosh. When you listen to her, this interview, she's going to motivate you, I promise. Um, and then they just they saw a need, and they decided to do something about that need. And that's what I love about her. Uh, it's amazing. She came to the Forgiven Felons house, and we did an interview there. So, um, yeah, it's incredible. 
and uh, all the ways to get a hold of her, social media links, everything will be on the show notes. So check it out uh, on the show page at ForgivenFelons.org, a background check. And uh, here's my interview with uh, Letitia. All right, everyone, welcome to Background Check Podcast, where we believe your background shouldn't hold you back. It should pay you back. <laughs> and today's guest is, she is the most amazing woman I've um I've met in the last few years, and uh, she's an author, motivational speaker, a nonprofit uh, founder, and so many other things, entrepreneur, and uh, and she's just an incredible woman of God, and I can't wait for you to hear her whole story. It's incredible, and it's one of just a handful of wrongful convictions that we have on the on the show, um, but this one is... Um, is a is a really it's gonna be it's gonna be your favorite one it's gonna be your favorite one i promise Letitia, welcome to the show well thank you for having me i am glad to be here i'm very appreciative for the opportunity well i know that i work with a lot of people uh i, I was rightfully convicted i right. I, I did the crime Been and i should too. i should have gone to prison <laughs> right uh and i probably st- should still be in prison right. oh yeah i know for, believe me for, if i was if i did time for everything i didn't get caught for uh boy i would do we'd have to do this interview from a prison cell right uh so i thank god by the grace of god and mama's prayers exactly which is the title gonna be the title of my first book all right um i'm here and exactly. and I'm glad I'm glad I got to meet you, uh, met you at the Hope Summit. It's right. kind of a criminal justice reform right. conference put on by Carl Sherman, who's been on the podcast twice. Uh, some great great uh, names in the criminal justice field: right. uh, Richard Miles from Miles of Freedom, yes. Brian Kelly, PEP, mm-hmm. and so many more. But uh, it was at one of those conferences that I got to meet you. Right. And it's been an honor to know you on through social media. Right. We sent you some Forgiven Felons yes, t-shirts. I wear them too. All the so time. I, I, I'm ready to just talk and learn so uh, about, more about your story. But first, tell everybody who you are now, what all you do now, and gotcha. then we'll go, back. we'll go back. Yeah. Well, first of all, again, I want to thank you for the opportunity, but I first want to thank God for allowing me, like you said, to be here because it's by his grace yes. and his mercy and his favor that I'm where I am in my life today. I am Letitia Scott Jackson. I am the visionary and the founder of Keeping Families Connected, where we provide luxury, free luxury prison trips for, at first when I started, I just wanted to take kids to see their parents in prison because when I was wrongfully convicted, no one brought my daughters to see me. Mm. So I was broken because my son had just recently been killed and we'll talk about that later. And he was 17, my only son. So I'm sitting there not seeing my kids and wondering like, when I went to federal prison for something I did do when I was younger, They only really sent people that had money. Right. You know, the, your, your, your celebrities and your politicians and your kingpins and your queenpins. And then I go back in 2011 for something I didn't do. And now I'm here with people that were just trying to make money. So they smuggling people across mm. the border and they're doing things. You get caught with a gun and you don't have enough. You, you, you don't have a pot to, and a back door yeah. to throw it out of, but you got caught up yeah. in the midst of. And so you don't have now You can't even afford to be in federal prison. Right. So I go this time and I'm in the room with people and these women, all they did was cried every day. Mm. See, I'm a tough cookie. Yeah. I don't want nobody to <laughs> see me crying. So they crying, crying, crying. And I'm like, what are these people crying for? I need to be crying. My son just died. I don't see my kids. What is going on? I'm sitting here for something I didn't do because somebody committed a fraud against my business. 
And so, and of course, when you when you win the appeal in the Fifth Circuit courts, they don't go back and retract the story out of the newspaper. Mm, no, it's already hit the masses. <laughs> they don't go back People and say have, we made a mistake. I'm sorry. The masses have already read that part. The 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 positive part hardly ever gets told yeah. unless you're a celebrity again or something that's um, mega. Um, um, somebody that's done something that's so crazy that they say, oh, we got to go back and pay them or something. But to God be the glory of that man, I didn't need to pay. I just know that because of that situation, God gave me the vision hmm. and put me on an assignment for keeping families connected. And so here I am now, eight years later, yeah. still providing free luxury prison trips. We take them the free breakfast on the way if they want breakfast. Everybody we take to the restaurant when they come out of the prison. Mm. Um, majority rules. So everybody we go to the same restaurant. I do all of this out of pocket. Never been government funded. Wow. And um, my husband gives me the allowance and I use that money. And I get donations from right. some people that genuinely, genuinely support and have been supporting for years. So I'm just grateful. So to be able to be on this assignment. Some people ask me sometimes, you're not bitter? You're not mad because you sat there all that time? Yeah, I mean, that was and, one of the questions I was going to ask you. Yeah, so. what, what, and I was like, okay, I can't be bitter because when my son was killed, I was angry with God. Yeah. And I was like, God, okay, this just cannot be happening. Because I have to tell you the story about my mom and my dad and then getting up to my son. So my mom died while I was in federal prison the first time hmm. at the age of 42. I get busted with three kilos of cocaine in my daddy's house because I was a drug dealer. He was a Methodist preacher. Hmm. He takes the charge thinking they're going to give him probation. What? They gave him 15 years. The very next year, I'm going to visit him every Saturday. Wow. He was like, you got to stop this because God has gifted you. Wow. He's giving you all your talent in your hands. You can do so many different things. Okay. All right. I didn't okay. know that part about your story. Okay. Your dad, this is the very first time you got in trouble or you got caught with this stuff before you were sent wrongfully convicted? Yes, this was when I was young. How? 21. 21. And, and I was and, facing life in federal prison for dad, just selling drugs. And your dad, a preacher, yes, took took the blame for you? That's how much he loved me. He saw no wrong in me. And he felt like if he took the choice because he was a preacher that he would get probation. And they wow. did. they made an example out of him because they knew that the drugs were mine. Wow. So they gave him 15 years and I was seven months pregnant with my son that died at the age of 17. This is blowing my mind because yes. I did not know this part about your story. Yes. I don't know. Oh, man, my dad loved me. He loved me. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. He wasn't a preacher. <laughs> right. But I, I don't know if he would have done that me and what is so crazy my story i really want to be in a movie so i hope somebody hears this because here's the deal my mom and my dad was 16 years difference in age so he basically raised her when he took my charge she told him that he loved me more than he loved her and she divorced him and married a deacon in the church oh. now yeah. that's some like that's some that 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 some Tyler Perry type stuff. Right? Oh no, this is listen. I can't make. I was it. gonna say daytime soap opera. I stuff. can't make this stuff up. Like people look at me sometimes and they be like, "Are you really serious?" Yeah, no, that, I'm really serious. I mean, if you wrote that in a in a fiction book, they would think, think I made yes, it up. Yes. It's not made up. Wow. This is real life story. And my nickname is Chucky. That's been my nickname since I was born. My dad wanted me to be a boy, but of course I wasn't. So I was his musician for the church, and my mom was his musician for the church. And I mean, oh my God, I just got. 
so much I could share wow. with you guys. And so after he took that charge for me, they gave him the 15 years and they sent him. But And we were in the country, so they didn't give him federal time. They gave him state time. Okay. But at this And that prison, was Louisiana. Mm-hmm, in Louisiana. And so at this prison he was in, his church members would go and take baskets of sweet potato pies and wow. all this stuff. That's well, not so happening in that federal was, prison. That wasn't Angola, though, right? No, it wasn't no. Angola. It was Winfield, not far okay, from Angola. Gotcha. And so um, after that, I would go visit him every Saturday after choir rehearsal. I was playing for his friend at this time. So every Saturday when I leave rehearsal, I would go and I would visit him. And so one Saturday I went and me with my crazy self. Y'all just got to know I'm just I'm cut and dry. You know that. What you see is what you get. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't like lying. I wasn't even a liar when I was a drug dealer. But I go visit him and I have a I, I knew how to draw. He sent me the art lessons with this painter, Milton A. Fletcher. He's deceased. But I drew a blueprint of like a crack machine, like a mailbox. Okay. So the machine was going to be all concrete, and I had, like, the little slots for the $5 bills, the $10 bills. I was crazy. I was a silly sinner. But, I tell people all the time, it's a difference in being a saved sinner and a silly sinner. Yes, I was a real yes. silly sinner, and I snuck this paper in the prison when I oh, went to visit him, and I showed it to him, and it looked like all the life went out of him. He said, listen, oh, yeah. I am sitting here in Cause, prison. Because he, he didn't take that charge for you for you to continue living like that. No. Right. And he really, I don't even really think he thought I was really doing it because he never saw me doing yeah. it. And so I just happened to get busted this particular day in his house while I was pregnant. And so he said, when he saw it, he says, you better throw that away and don't you ever show this to nobody else because they're going to bury you up under the federal yeah. prison. A crack machine. I had the little slot where it was going to go all the way and dish the stuff out and like a vending machine. <laughs> I was crazy. <laughs> You know what though? You might have been ahead of your time because I think now they're going to be setting up injection sites. Have you seen? Have you heard about that? No. Where they're not trying to rehabilitate anybody anymore and get people off drugs. They're actually trying to have government-funded sites where uh, you don't go inject heroin or anything into your own body. You come to these sites and wow. they monitor it so you don't OD. Oh, that's the craziest thing I ever heard. So anyway, long story short, he told me to throw the paper away and never show it to anybody because I was going to be buried up under the prison. And I, and at that time, I was 19 and a half, I guess. I just had my son, and I already had a daughter at 16 that they didn't want nobody to know it was my daughter, so my dad been a preacher. I had to stay in the house the whole nine months. I was pregnant and all of this stuff, couldn't go to church. But... I got, he tells me to throw the paper away. So reluctantly, I throw the paper away because he says, bury me up under the prison. I don't want to be up under the prison. I never wanted to be, and I don't know how crazy I was. I never wanted to go to state prison. I wanted to go to, if I was going to mm. do something, I wanted to go to federal prison. I just didn't want to deal with the extras. Yeah. So anyway, long story short, I tried to stop. For like 30 days. He asked me to stop selling drugs. I don't even think I lasted 30 days. Now, were you using too? I've never used a drug in my life. Okay. Never drank. So you were just an smoked, entrepreneur. Never smoked a cigarette in my whole life. Wow. And so when I, um, and at that time I wanted a skating rink. I always wanted to own a skating rink nice. for some reason. And so at the, I saw I threw it away, but then I went back to selling drugs. And I had recently got busted by someone that I knew that that didn't know the man was an undercover DEA agent. Mm. And so I made a sale to her, a couple of, like three or four sales, and she was taking it back to him thinking that she was giving him drugs. And the whole time he was 
getting a charge on me. Mm. So I ended up getting caught for that in the midst of, and they gave me like a $100,000 bond, and I bonded out and I never go to court. I never went back to court. I was like, forget that miss, they just gotta catch me. I'm not doing that. So long story short, they didn't catch me for a year and a half later, and I was secret indicted by the feds. Mm. So this lady pretended to be um, a, like a nanny. Right. And I'm, I done moved to another city. And she like finds me out the blue and she was like acting like she knew me. And when you live in a fast life, you can't focus. Right. That's a word for somebody yep. today. So good. The fast life keeps you unfocused. So I'm so unfocused to so much is going on. I'm like, I don't pay attention to the details. The whole time she was married to a DA. Wow. And so she set me up. Wow. So I sells him the first time, maybe three ounces. The next time I think I sold him nine ounces. And they got me so quick because they indicted me like in less than 45 days. Mm, wow. So then the last time I sell them 18 ounces. And now I'm stuck like my name, Chuck. Mm. And my dad reads about it in the newspaper in prison and have a stroke. Wow. And it paralyzed the whole left side of his body. Oh, my gosh. He then in return writes the federal judge and say, listen, my daughter has never been exposed to prison life. So whatever time you're going to give her, can you just add it to the time that I already have? You are kidding me. I promise you. Oh, my gosh. And they judge said, no way, Jose. Your dad's my hero. And he's deceased. He got out and died. My mom died at the age of 42. He did the time. So he did out. So he did his whole time? He well, they, It's state, so he only did like eight and a half. Okay. Mm -hmm. So wow. the judge was like, you're a minister to society. You just keep doing crazy stuff. Your dad's in prison for you. Then you just keep, you just like get a job basically. He just yeah. talked to me so crazy. He was really telling the truth, but he called me everything. And he was <laughs> like, if you ever come back in this courtroom, you get in life for drugs. I was supposed to get life anyway. My first offer was life. Mm. It's in the book. Yeah. And then when I got to court, I had a 30 day speedy trial. You know, back in the nineties, yep. they did 30 day speedy trials. I get to federal court, it's on my 30th day. Hmm. So guess what has to happen? I either have to be sentenced right. or you got to let me let go me to go. the house. They were not, he was not about to let me go to the house. Not that judge. And what's so crazy is that was at the age of 21. When I went back to court in 2011, same federal judge. Wow. They don't retire. They died. Yeah. Wow. So I had that same judge, which was really, really <laughs> crazy. And they sent me back to the same federal prison oh, that I was in when I was 21. And they had the same workers. How crazy wow. was that? Now, which federal prison? FPC Brain. Okay. Down in College Station, yep. Texas. Yep. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that's how that part of my life went. But for the most part, I was an honor roll student. I ran track. I played basketball. I played piano for the church. I was in the choir. I played violin in church. I did some of everything. Wow. And all of it was by ear. I can't read no music. Wow. So God has just gifted me. Yeah. And He in, in the Bible tells us that our gifts are given in our mother's wombs. Yeah. So God has already predestined our gifts and our purposes. But a lot of times we miss the mark yeah. because we don't tap into our potential. So this is, I always say this for people, when you maximize your purpose, I don't care if it's baking cookies. I don't care if it's buying a candy bar for 50 cents and selling it for a dollar, it's retail. You, you know, you said a lot right there when you said baking cookies. Uh -huh. One of our guests on our show back in September, uh -huh. Na National Recovery Month, was uh, Kelsey Morera. Uh -huh. She is the, the founder. She calls herself the founder and fearless leader of DOPE. D-O-U-G-H 
P. Doe. Okay. Doe with a P with, on the with end. With a P on the end. Uh-huh. She got clean in 2015. Oh, wow. And clean and sober. And she said that she turned to her, her favorite thing to do, which was bake. Wow. And she started eating, uh, you know, she loved to eat the raw cookie dough. And so she turned that into a business. Dope is a raw cookie dough. Now, it's a, it's an egg substitute, so it's uh-huh. not real egg. So it's it's okay to eat. Oh, wow. But, but she just turned her her passion of, of staying clean from dope and, and alcohol. So she dope. turned She turned to baking. And now she was on Shark Tank. Uh, See what I'm talking her, about? Her business is blowing is blown up, and uh, I'm trying to get her to let me talk her into setting her up with the uh, TDCJ commissary. Exactly. And let them sell those pints in there instead of just the ice cream. Right. Let them sell the dope pints. Oh, that would How be funny! Cool. And then she sells bags and pints. Oh wow! And I'm like, so you know, I tell my wife, hey, I'm going to go to Costco to get a bag of dope. You know, and it She's sounds like, so funny. You know, exactly. But but she turned her she she turned what what. Um, you know her, her life of of dope and, and and alcohol and drinking when she found something that she was good at she turned it but she connected it to her old her well old that's ways the as thing well. that's why i always tell people listen when you tap into your potential and you find out what your purpose is then you become productive yeah so, so guess good. what happens so when you become productive when you become productive you can become prosperous yes so that means you're making daily dollars and when you're blessed you can, you can be a people. blessing. <laughs> I mean, it's just, that's what it is. That's, that's the circle of life in, 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 in God's economic world. That's the circle of life is that he wants to bless us so bad, but we've got to do, we've got to do some work. And once we do the work and then he starts pouring out his favor. And the thing is he has it, to trust you. Yes. So if he can't trust you with $2, you're not getting the 20. If you don't change the oil in the Ford, mm-hmm. you can't be asking for a Bentley. Uh-uh. If you don't sweep the apartment, this is a word for somebody. Oh, come on. Because we have so many people. Let me tell you something. I have to say this. Because don't you know how many millionaires, billionaires, and trillionaires that are sitting in prison? Yep. Mentally. Yep. Intellectually. But they don't tap into the potential. Yeah. And so you can be whatever you want to be in this life. To go from being homeless in 2013 See, I won the appeal. People don't understand it. Mm. Coming to Texas with an air mattress and a TV because my son had been killed and God showed me mm. he was going to die three wow. days in a row. Wow. And I said, God, don't do that because this is my only son. I, I don't understand. Well, I can't talk to God like that because God allowed his only son mm. to take on all our mess, all them people back in the days mess. And God says, listen, this is my only son. He my, he's my beloved. And you telling me what not to take, and he's mine too. So until I got to the point of understanding it, I was broken. Yeah. I was busted. I was disgusted. I had an air mattress, a TV, and my daughter's clothes when mm. I came to Texas mm. in 2009. From at the end of 2008, going in 2009. Wow. And then 2009, 10, I met my husband. We get married. I put him on all my paperwork. Now, when I get convicted, he's guilty by association. So we go to two prisons on the same day in two different states. Wow. We get married November 16th, 2010, October the 6th, 2011. We both go to prison on the same day, unknowingly. Dropped my kids off at school in Frisco, and that was that. Wow. Had to send his 80-some-year-old grandmother with the police to the school to get him from Oak Cliff, because that's where she lives. Hmm. She didn't even know how to get to Frisco. 
Do you hear what I'm saying? So we, I go 2011, come home 2013, homeless again. And he comes home in 2015, and we struggling. But in 2015, I started keeping families connected. I had to find out okay. what was the niche. Okay, God, why did I sit there? And one night I was sitting on the edge of my, and I'm a writer. I'm a three-time published author. I've written hundreds of songs. I, I just write poems, yeah, yeah, whatever. So good. And so I had a I always keep a tablet on the side of the bed, an opinion, because if I don't write it when I think it, I may mm. forget it. I've, that's why I forget a lot of my stuff, but I, I try to write it down or keep it in my yeah, phone. Notes. So I write keeping families connected down. I don't know why I write it. I just write it. And so finally I was like, what in the world am I gonna do with this? I contemplated it for some months. And I was like, well, not even some months, maybe a few, maybe a, almost a month, because I started in January, mid-January, end of January. So I said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take people, kids to see them in prison because nobody brought my daughters to see me. And all these women did was crying all day in this prison because their kids were left with caregivers, whether it was relatives or people that just were less fortunate, yeah. didn't have cars, didn't have driver license, didn't have insurance, didn't have inspection stickers, didn't have the money, just couldn't bring their kids to see them. Yeah. And I always say a visit just for one day will keep the stress Ooh, away. It, for real, especially you in prison. You know what I'm talking oh, about. Oh, yes, I know. The visit for one day will keep the stress away. When I was in prison, my mom and dad or family came to see me every weekend for I would say probably the first year. And then I got moved a little further away. Mm -hmm. And then it was still three weeks out of every month. And then I got moved a little further away. And, and by the time I got to my fifth unit, which I was on for most of my time, uh, it, it was, was too far. almost four hours away. See? So they, they came, they would still come once a Let's month and then me. somebody else once a month, you know? And so, uh, but, but I, that's when I really started not getting visits very often. And, you know, as strong as I was in the Lord at that point, the, the stress was there because I wasn't getting still regular human. visits. Yeah. We're still human. And, and, and I told someone one time, uh, an official from TDC, I say, listen, here's the deal. If that knucklehead that comes in prison, nobody can tell him anything, or somebody comes in and I'm this tough guy and I got it going on, I want to run. But if they know that someone is going to bring their child to see them or bring their mother to see them, yep. they're not going to be acting crazy no. with the guards. Nope. They're not going to be spitting on people and fighting people and throwing trays. They're going to try to stay yeah. in compliance yeah. because they want their visit. So I, I feel like what I'm doing, and sometimes it gets discouraging because the people that you think are going to support you, they never do. Mm. They're not the ones. Yeah. God always brings somebody that you like. Prime example, thank you, Holy Spirit. Day before yesterday, I was sitting in my bed, it, on the foot of my bed, and I got a, I received an email from Givelify. You know, Givelify is yeah. how you give your donations. Yep. So usually when they send a donation, they don't put a memo. This particular person sent me a whole paragraph. Never seen her, I don't know her. I can't even pronounce her name. I don't know if she was Hispanic or Caucasian, but her name was totally different from anything I've ever seen. And she said, I'm sending you, this is the truth. She said, I'm sending you this donation in memory of my mother. Hmm. She said, because I saw your postcard. She said, my mom was incarcerated most of my childhood life. And she died. I just want to give you this money in memory of my mother. Mm. So when I get stuff like that, 
or when I see the smile on those kids' faces when they come out of visit, or the Hispanic lady, she doesn't mind me saying, Mama Rose, I call her Mama Rose, I've been taking her to the prisons for four years. She has four sons in four different prisons. Mm, wow. That's four cr- different that's, prisons. What you do is so important, and what a lot of people don't realize is, unless you're getting those visits or not getting those visits, um, when when somebody like you or even miles of freedom, I know they have a little charge for theirs, but when somebody like you who does it at no charge and you cover meals and you, it's nobody else does what you do in the United States. And, and I don't even know if you know, you, you know, people tell you, but I don't know if you'll ever know the full impact of what you do until you get to heaven. Maybe, I don't know. But, Mm -hmm. um, but I, I, that's one of the reasons why I wanted to come, wanted you to come on this show was because they're almost finished putting all the tablets in almost all the state prisons in Texas. Okay. And I want everybody in in in, in Texas prisons to know what you do. Exactly. I appreciate so that, that so much. So that when you do, um, when you're able to go to certain areas, you know, maybe we can we we can know in ahead ahead of time. Definitely. And I could just before we start our episode or whatever, I can I could say, hey, if you uh, you know, I know keeping families connected, Letitia, y'all, she was on whenever. Um, she, she's coming this date, these dates, she's coming to these units. So if you have family that can't get there normally, you know, and, then, and we then, do it three times a month. So it's not like we take you one time and don't take you back. Yeah. Or again, Miss Rose has four sons in prison. Every month we go to a different prison. How, how does that, how does that work with like, how do you choose which prisons you're going to? And well, so let's talk you, about the practical side yeah, of what you're doing. So what we is. do is we have the website, www. It's keeping family connected because they didn't have families available. Okay. So it's keepingfamilyconnected.org. Okay. And when they go on there, it says sign up for a trip. And when they sign up for the trip, it asks questions like, do you have a car? Or why don't you, why can't you get there? Do you have children? Stuff like that, because we don't want people basically to take advantage of the situation. But they sign up, and once they sign up, they say, oh, like this morning I got an email from somebody that wants to go to the bird unit. Okay. So the bird unit is in Huntsville, of course. And I get on them, and I get in my phone, and I look at everybody that has ever sent me something that says they want to go to the bird unit. So just say somebody else may send me something tomorrow and say we want to go to the Ellis unit. Then I go back through my phone and see how many people need to go to the Ellis unit. Okay. So then I pick one day for this prison, one day for that prison. Or like I did Saturday before last, we went to three different prisons in one day. So we went to the Cofield unit, the Michaels unit, and the... Um, so you got to stagger those, huh? So you drop yeah. you drop some off at one unit and then... So get, the ones that's going to that particular unit, now that they make appointments to go, okay, y'all make y'all appointments okay. for 11. Okay. Then if you're going 30 minutes up the street, make yours for 11. I didn't know they were still making appointments, so they're still yeah. doing that. Okay. Yeah, so you make yours for 11, 30, you make yours for 11, and then we let them go in, do their visitation, we'll go get some gas, maybe grab a few snacks, come back, sit there, pick them up, and then... Take them to eat. Maybe Dairy Queen, whatever they pick. Crackleberry doesn't matter to me. We just and eat. And you cover all that. And I cover it. Wow. And I've been covering it for eight years. So, and it, and it gives me time to talk to people. Yeah. And I get to share with them and I get to encourage them because you don't have to always be, you, it, it changes universal. Yeah. So you don't have to stay in this situation now. With Mama Rose, she said me something. I can understand that. But if you 30 or 25 or 40 and I'm taking you to the prisons. Let me show you 
how to maximize yeah. your purpose. Yeah, so good. So then you can get you a driver license. So good. You can get you a car. You can get you some insurance. You can have something set up for when your loved one come out of prison, and now you can show them what I showed you. So you're sowing seeds on the inside by encouraging them by bringing their family, but you're sowing seeds on the outside in their family of maybe giving them suggestions on how they can walk in their purpose so they can be more ready to receive yes. their loved one when they get out. Man, yes. Letitia. Yes. That is I've so even started awesome. businesses for children that have parents in prison back in this is 2023. So 2021, when all this stuff was happening with George Floyd and yeah. then, you know, COVID had just hit and all this stuff. What's that 21? When COVID 2020. Hit? 2020. When all of that stuff happened, I was like, okay, God, I can't. They stopped the prison yep. visits, but they didn't stop me. I'm not worried about COVID. I'm going to stay protected. But at that particular time, we started Boys in Blue and Girls, too. I remember that. So when we started, and, and State Representative Sherman came out, and we had a grand opening, and we had 40-some people. Because guess what? If you change, you got to change the family as a whole. Yeah. So what, it would defeat the purpose of me keeping families connected if I'm not changing the family as yeah. a whole. Yeah. Or I take you one time to see your son, and then I don't take you back. That's not a connection. So I started 13 businesses wow. for 13 people age five through 30. Yeah, this lady that was in our mentorship program and she has eight kids and we was taking her to the prison to be, be visit her children's right. father. And so we started, I started businesses for four of her children. Wow. The youngest one was like six and the oldest was like 16, wow. 17. Well, the 16 year old, we got to the point because we teach about saving and respect. Yeah. So anything that you respect, you will attract. Yeah, so good. So if you don't have no money, that means you disrespected. Honestly, people don't understand, and what you don't understand, you disrespect. Yes. So I teach that. I'm big on it. So he has over $10,000 in savings now. Wow. Wow. Uh, so that means he's, I have two people in my organization, in Boys and Blue and Girls too, 16, maybe, well, 17 and 18 now, with over $10,000 in savings. That means that they've surpassed 69% of Americans because research study says that 69% of Americans have $1,000 or less in their savings. So we're teaching them, you have to have driver license. You need driver's aid. You need to keep your ID. You need to learn your social security number. If the police pull you over, it's yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. No, sir. No, ma'am. You be respectful yeah. at all costs. Yep. May save your life. But see, if we're teaching so them good. how to make daily dollars, I call it daily dollars. Yeah, yeah. If we're teaching them life's principles, which includes biblical principles. Yes. And we're teaching them, teaching it the way I teach it. See, they get it from me because I got the street and then yep. I got the, I tell people sometimes I'm half hood and I'm half holy. I'm still saved, but you know, the best thing to do is just stay on my good side, right? But nonetheless, yep, yep. You, don't but want, nonetheless you don't want the hood to come out. <laughs> yeah. So nonetheless, these kids age five and up have a thousand dollars or more in savings. Because that's what we're teaching them. And not only that, you just talked about the way of the world where you're going to be 
helping people, your your mm-hmm. organization for giving felons, helping people learn marketing and graphics and right. filming and, and, and audio and all that. That's the way of the world. Yes. So in our group, we're teaching trading and yeah. the stock market and, a, and economics because you have to be able to move with the economy. Yes, so, so good. This is what, and people coming out of prison need to be taught this. Yes, they need to be taught it while they're in prison. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Before they get out, they need to understand that their name is more important than silver and gold. They're not a number. That your credit worthiness, the power of your signature, is more important than your name. Yes. So, and that when you walk in the room, you own the room. The bars don't have to become barriers. You can be whatever you want to be, and you don't have to go. Like you said, you don't want them to just go to a regular McDonald's job. Yeah. You come out with the mindset, I know I like to paint. You know how easy it is? You know how cheap it is to start a paint business? Very. You can start a paint business borrowing a couple of hundred dollars from your homeboy or your homegirl or your auntie or your uncle. I'm yep. just saying, go buy you about 10 gallons of paint. Baby, your room need paint? Give me $100. Yeah. Let me tell you something funny. And I'm almost really, I could just go on and on. I never in my life had a job. Wow. I ain't never, I've never wanted to work for anybody. I felt like all my talents were in my hands. I just used it yeah. at the wrong time yes, for yes, the wrong yes, reasons. Yes. So my dad told me before he died, you got, you got so much greatness in you. You're going to have to figure out. He said, you can't be a jack of all trades. Right. I need you to find that one mm. and master it. So good. Really? That, that's a word for somebody, too. Yeah, because you don't want to be all over the I mean, that's place. me. That's me most of my life. I mean, I'm still sometimes I get caught up in wanting to do everything. And I can't. And I, and I, you can't. And I have to remember the one thing. That, the one thing. You know, uh, that I need to focus on. All the other stuff is good, but it shouldn't be shouldn't be taking the place of this one thing. No. The, 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 the main gift that he's gifted me to do. Because I can learn how to do other stuff, but but if I'm not doing that one thing, and I get convicted every once in a while because I think I'm supposed to write more books. And, and you I'm, need so, to. And, and, and I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm on my first one still. I've been out 17 years almost. And I haven't oh, even, wow. So, so yeah. I'm, this, so I came here to encourage this you This was the year. Because um, if I can write one in 30 days, and I know you can write one in 17 weeks, okay? Okay, so I want you to be yes, encouraged yes. on this day. But that's exactly what we do. And I want people to understand that when people see me and I get convicted all the time and I get in trouble all the time like my assistant over here my king he says listen stop being so straight sometimes i'm too straightforward but here's the deal people don't understand martha stewart went to federal prison yeah right or wrong this is a fact so we're not saying nothing that didn't happen yeah she did guess what happens she go to prison and she learned all the prison recipes how to make the cheesecake in the microwave how to make the hot chocolate with the milky way now she's doing shows. Do with, now she's doing shows with Snoop Dogg. And nobody's <laughs> mad at her. Uh-uh. And nobody's uh-uh. convicting her. No. And nobody's prejudging her when she walks in the room. And she's a millionaire. Maybe a couple of times, several times over. But then when people like me come on the scene and I'm doing something genuine, I don't know if Martha Stewart gives back. She may give to some big charity. Yeah. A lot of people don't support what they don't understand right. yeah, or yeah. what they don't know. So sometimes I get in my feelings because I'm like. Nobody else in the world. Like, I'm getting ready to do a prison trip in Atlanta. I'm doing one in Louisiana. Mm. Nobody else is doing it for free. Wow. But then the people that you think should see it and support it, you're like, why they don't see the difference? Yeah. Yeah. But you know what God says? It, don't ma- it doesn't matter. Because guess what? I've blessed you. And I've given people an opportunity. 
Thank you, Holy Spirit. Yes. I give people an opportunity to get blessed. Yes. So people have to stop looking, being on the outside looking in. I didn't even know what I was going to say today. But people be on the outside looking in and they say, oh, I don't want to support the giving feelings. They don't need the money. I don't want to support Susie Q. She doesn't need the money. I don't want. God says, listen, I didn't tell you they needed it anyway. I'm giving you an opportunity to get blessed because otherwise had you not met the people at Forgiven right, Felons right. or your whoever St. Jude recipients. And had you not given an opportunity to be blessed, you would have never given. Yeah, so good. Some people won't give unless they have an opportunity to give. So God says, I got, I tell people all the time when I first started the nonprofit, I didn't have an EIN. I didn't have a 501c3. I didn't have an LLC. I didn't know that I didn't want none of that stuff. All I wanted to do was bless some people, families. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. then logically I knew I have to legalize yeah, this business. Yeah. I mean, there's tools and a lot of people just don't understand the tools. They don't know the tools. Uh, and that's why it's important to teach them, you know, uh, my credit score. When I got out of prison, I, it was like 530. Uh, I wasn't, I never looked at my credit score as a tool. Neither did I. I never. And then I got married and then my CPA said, now listen, um, your credit score and your defaulted student loans are going to affect your wife when y'all get married. Your Yours is being garnished. Your tax refund check is being garnished every year because you never paid your $2,500 defaulted student loan back. Wow. And they were taking $1,200 out of my refund check every year. I oh, get for $2,500. For 25, I mean, See, so I don't paid know that thing back. I paid that thing you back over and over know. and over again. You don't and know. I'd get a letter know. every every uh, every uh, refund time. I'd get a letter from the IRS. Say, just want you to know, we no, you know, we applied this to the interest of your twenty five hundred dollar loan. See what I'm talking about? So and I people never... don't understand compounded interest either. Yep. So see, a lot of things that they don't teach it in the schools. Nope. For one, nope. a lot of people that and we're and this is a podcast about the background check. So and forgiving felons and these podcasts are going into the prisons. People sitting in prison that can be millionaires, that can be great, yes. that can be grand yes. in their area if they don't know. What can they do? You exactly. don't know what you exactly. don't know. They used to say that when I used to go to the country club in North Dallas, they had them networking meetings in the morning, and this wealth advisor gets up every Monday morning. You don't know what you don't know. You don't know what you don't know. So the Bible says our people perish because they live. Yep. One of our core values for forgiving felons is our, our core values are taken from the word felons. Mm -hmm. uh, forgiveness, education, love, overcome new life and serve exactly and that e that education when i when i'm explaining people in prison and here what that e stands for uh i that's 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 the way i say it learn know what you don't know yes find out what you don't know because everything you know up to now got you in prison so you need to learn something different there's something out there that you don't know that you need to know that will keep you from going back to prison and uh you know when we first my, my wife and i bought so the CPA said, I can help you with this defaulted student loan. And I said, all right, well, whatever we got to do. So the Department of Education said you could put your loan in rehab. I didn't even know loans could go to rehab. Right. <laughs> but they said, we're going to put your loan in, in rehab, rehab for nine months. You pay $50 a month on it. Then we're going to turn it into a good line of credit. Mm -hmm. Now your credit score is going to start going up. Exactly. And I'm like, okay, so cool. And then and I'm like, well, what do I need a credit score for? Well, then in 2009, when my wife and I get ready to buy a home, you need your credit, credit score. score needed to be good. Exactly. Mine wasn't good. They learned that I was a convict. They're like, why is this uh, employment gap here? 
Right. And I'm like, because I was in prison and they, they immediately looked down on me exactly. and, and wanted to leave me off the loan. Now, but God, now uh, I, my phone's there. I got an 839 credit score. You better watch out. People, that's people, what it's about. People don't care if I'm a felon or not now. They, they don't. They, they, Didn't I you, just say that? Mr. Gum, what, what, what can we the do for you? The power of your what? Yes. Signatures. <laughs> yep. People don't understand that you don't have to be where you are. Sometimes people will call me because they want to try to get to my husband. Like, oh, um, I want a business loan. I just started my business last week. They said I can get a grant. They lied. <laughs> They said I came out of prison, even in a federal prison. They give you all this paperwork when you get ready to leave federal prison, and they say, oh, you're you eligible for grants. you eligible for free money. Not true. You may get some free food stamps. <laughs> yeah, for three months. For a few months. <laughs> but is that going to start you a oh. business unless you're about to sell some plate lunch? You know, I've never heard anybody, uh, uh, like, confirm it for me, but when I was in prison, even in state prison, they tell you, you know, there's Pell Grants for people getting out mm -hmm. of prison, all this stuff. And I and I I looked for them, and I couldn't find them. They wasn't found. I couldn't find them. They were not findable. <laughs> it's not there. It doesn't happen. I tell people that's why I say on the back of my van, don't let the bars become barriers. Because here's the deal: they tell you all this stuff. You got again study to show yourself approved. Yes. Find out what your niche is. It's too much going on in the world. It's too many phones. They got tablets in the prisons now. Study to show yourself approved. Yes. Oh, I want to paint houses. I want to make cookies. I want to change flats i want to paint car it's so simple we just make life so complicated right. yep if you want something you never had you just got to do something you never done and guess what happens when you do something you never done god will bless you yes. with that that you've never when had. you when you take that first step he he takes two when you take, <laughs> take another one he takes three that's it's, it it's so, amazing hey let me ask you this so when did it all spiritually turn around for you was there a was it just a season of life where you got better spiritually you came back to the lord i mean you you seem like you were in church for a lot you know life. all your life so i me too but, but uh, sometimes I, you can be in church and the church not being yes you. I, so got, I was just at the church because yeah. i was getting paid so, to go so to church. was there a, was there a moment for me it was solitary confinement in prison really that's when uh the first day in there um i spent eight days and uh you know and i love the fact that he kept me in i went on i went in on september 18th so there was an eight in that number mm. i stayed in um solitary confinement for eight days wow i got out of prison on april 18th new beginning i got married uh on april 18th 2008 wow and so that number eight is in my is in my life and like it's my crazy. anniversary yeah you go. there you go there you go so you know september 18th 2003 i got I got saved and prayed a prayer when I was a boy at eight years old. Wow. But September 18th, 2003 was when I know for sure I 100% yielded my life to God. Right. I lived that, I lived the, the 50, 50, you know, the, it's called a silly sinner's life. Yeah. That's when we silly and we just think we get in mind. And I tell people all the time, until you become a saved sinner, we're all sinners saved by Grace. Grace. So until you become that safe center, you're just going to be getting by. Yeah. And it's a big difference in getting by and being abundantly blessed. Yes. So yes. when I decided to become a safe center, I think I say for me, I think my husband and I, we really got saved on the same day okay. at the same time. And this lady, and, and, and I said, my husband don't like me to say, he didn't believe in women pastors at the time. Okay. You know, that's how we were raised. Yeah, yeah. And so we went to this church. And this lady laid hands on, but she was up preaching. It was a church that we've never been to. So she didn't know Around us. Around here? Yes, it was in Dallas. Okay. She didn't know us, and we didn't know her. 
And when she laid hands on us, she spoke into our life. And we were going through exactly what she spoke about. Mm. And when she laid hands on us, out he went, out I went. And when we came back, we were just one. Never the same. Never the same. When I say never the same, cheer forgivingly. I mean, we're cheer forgivers. We're faithful titers. We, we, sometimes we have to disagree to agree. Right, yeah, yeah. But we put God first. Yeah. And until we learned that, we was just going through the motions. But when I became all the way, to, I'll say totally sold out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then God just started opening up the floodgates. You know, so I, true. So I, everything true. I tell people all the time and people take it sometimes one way and they take it the wrong way or some people may take it the right way. Some people need to take it spiritually. Yes. Everything that I wanted when I was a drug dealer, I never got it. You know how many kilos of cocaine I sold? Never could attain anything because somebody that was selling rocks for me around the corner go to jail. Now I got to go burn them out of jail. Something else happened. I done lost the people dope. Now I got to replace this money because y'all done ran off with the money. It was one well, thing. You know, favor goes backwards too. It does. <laughs> favor it does. goes backwards too. But the thing was when God showed me this, because when I got out of prison in 2000, I mean 1997, 96, 97 basically, and I was at a Federal halfway house in Monroe, Louisiana. The lady that owned the halfway house name was Kathy Beanhorn. And she was a Caucasian lady, but she was a preacher. And she preached like a black lady. And she owned the her and her family owned the Coca-Cola plant in Monroe. But every week she would take us to a different church. She would take us to this church. And we went to this particular church one night and it was packed, like hundreds and hundreds of people. And I was ashamed kind of because I'm coming with the halfway house. So I didn't want to be up front, and I didn't want to be around nobody. And this man was up preaching. And I can could, I could remember his face. He was a Caucasian guy. He had white hair. To this day, I can't remember his name. Jesse Duplantis? No, I know. Oh, you Reverend know Duplantis. Jesse? Okay. But it, he looked like him a little bit. But when he called me down there to the front, he laid hands on me. Mm. This isn't true. I just did this, said this on my live last week. He told me. I didn't even know who Juanita Bynum was at the time. Wow. He said the anointing on your life is greater than one need of And I think I mentioned this to Willie. And then he said to me, you're going to be a millionaire. I tell people I received it because I heard it, but I didn't believe it. Yeah. I'm just being honest with you. I yeah. received it. But at that time, because I was in my, in that place in my life, I didn't believe it. Yeah. So then about a couple of weeks later, the man that drives the van for the halfway house, the federal halfway house, his name was Mr. Dunn. He picked us up, and this is the man picking us up before he picked the men up to take us out to look for work. I always fake like I was looking for a job. Anyway, so <laughs> so we go out, and he says to me, when the people get off the van, he had a dream about me. But you know the enemy. As soon as he said he had a dream about me, what? <laughs> he was like, I dreamed that you were on a stage in front of thousands of people, wow. and you were sharing your story. But God, yeah. now here it is 20 wow. plus years later wow. and everything that those two people told yeah. me yeah. have come to pass, wow. have come to pass and I'm humble and I'm grateful and I'm appreciative and I always tell God, the more you bless me, the more yes. people I'm, I'm going to bless. I wish I could help everybody everywhere, yeah. but everybody can't be helped. You just do what God tells you to do, and those that he wants to receive it, and those that want to receive it, they'll receive the yes. blessing. 
Yes. And they'll be grateful for the fact that I'm trying to help you stay out of prison when you get out of prison. If you just listen, yep. listen is my acronym for my Kings and my acronym is learning intellectual sound teaching evolving now. Wow. Not what you so did good. 20 years ago. Yeah. yeah. You got to learn the sound teaching now in order to survive in this world today. Yeah. But you can't do it without God goes no. without God gets no gratification. Hmm. So good. So that's so good. That's what all right. We do. So uh, keeping family connected dot org. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's the website. We're gonna that's have it. we're gonna have all your any links that you want for people to be I'll able to connect. Them. We'll uh, we'll have them on the show notes. Okay. Um, real quick, tell us about the books. Real quick, one more time, tell okay. us about each book and what it's about. A little okay. highlight. So I have the first book I wrote when I came home from prison, the, um, in 2013. I wrote a book called Where the Real Church Folk Is. Because when I was in prison, I was like, why am I sitting here for nothing? And I just moved to Texas, but I heard about all these different churches. So guess what? I get some paper in an envelope. I write all these churches that I heard about that I could get the addresses to. And I started each letter with, I don't need your money. I need somebody to take my daughters to church. Not one church wrote me back. Wow. I was hurt. Wow. Do you know how hurtful that is? So because of that, they become... They become they became susceptible to premarital sex, marijuana, mm, wow. not going to church, not being in a choir anymore. These are little kids that had been in church all their life. Wow. Nobody wrote me back. Where the real church folk at when we really need them? And I was standing in the bank one day at Bank of America over in Oak Cliff, and I had the book because I was going to give it to the teller because she and I had been having a conversation. And the lady behind me saw the book, and she asked me about the book. And I was able to share with her what I'm sharing with you. Yeah. And she, I asked her what church she go to. And she told me the name of her church. And I said, well, your church was one of the churches I wrote to. Wow. She comes with an, with an excuse as to, well, our church usually help the people that's in the church. I said, well, what good is the church if they can't go outside of the church? Because the church is in you. It's not your building. Yep. That's why so many people are lost. That's why so many people don't believe no more. They're because they don't see it in the people that say they're the church. For real. This is the truth. This is a word for somebody. People sitting in jail. I don't care about no church. I don't want to go to church. I was at the jail the other day teaching. And this chaplain comes in before me and she's sitting in the window. And the jailer tells the chaplain that I'm with this training me that you're not going to believe so-and-so turned the visit down and said, F the chaplain. Because they don't believe no more. They don't see God in us. See, real is rare. Yeah. And you don't have to sure. be walking around with no Bible talking about you, Minister J. Dunn. You don't have to be walking around talking about I'm Minister Letitia Jackson. No. They need to let you need to let your work speak don't for know. you. By the the fruit. proof gotta yep. be in the pudding. The proof is in the fruit. The next book, Grace and Favor from Prison to Paid, is about my life. Part one. It, it starts when I become, start playing the piano in my sleep at the age of 12 with this gift, and I start playing for my dad's church and group. It ends when my son is killed and I move to Texas. Okay. So part two will be about when I meet my husband and then going back to prison. Okay. So I'm working on that. The third book, I started this event called Principle and Purpose Meeting Greek. Again, because people don't know what they don't know. Right. So I'm teaching life principles from a boxing ring. And I come down in this boxing robe and, and I'm just giving them 
life jewels, life lessons, and life blessings. Wow. So the name of the book is Queen, Come On With Your Money Making Self. But it's for everybody. Queen, Come On With Your Money Making Self is 100 ways in this book that people can make money that they just don't think of. Hmm. So good. And it's exclusive, so I haven't even put it in stores. It's not that I can't. I don't yeah. want to yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when I go to do these events, you have to get the book from me. Wow. Yeah. That's and if good. you're listening and you want the book, you got to get the book from me. But Come you on. can get it. Yeah. And I'll autograph it. And I've had people that have become mobile notaries. You don't have a felon. I paid a lady $300 to come and notarize one sheet of paper to meet me at the house to sign a sheet of paper. So why are you not sitting on these gifts? Even if you don't use it every day. If I give you $300 for five minutes and 30 minutes worth yep. of driving, yep. that's more than what you had when you woke up this morning. I'm teaching right here. You are. So, so good. people would pay you to use your voice. Yep. Sometimes they say, I talk too. You know, so I have to pay somebody. Hello, my name is Shandria and I'm from Bank of America. So I'll pay you to use there your you voice. Go. There you go. People will pay for yes. what they want. Yep. And all you need is to be able to provide a service yeah. that people need. That's right. That's that book. So that's it. I mean, those are my three books for now. And so I'm just grateful to God that he's given me all of these avenues yeah. to be able to bless people. Yeah. Because I have people get the book and like, you know what? I didn't know you can make money like this. Yes, you can. Tap into your potential. So uh, if people want to give directly to the van, to the purchase of the van, mm -hmm. is there is there a, a On the website, on it the says website donate. Can, okay. Mm -hmm. It says donate on give. And when you go on the first page of the uh, website, it tells all about us. It says about us, and at the bottom it says donate. Okay. If you want to volunteer to drive a prison trip, it has a um, obsession on that a, a particular um, link on there yeah. where you can volunteer to drive. Okay, you can volunteer to give some snacks, whatever you want to do. Okay. You know, some people just want to go and ride. Yeah, you know, some people have never experienced it going in the prison, just riding in there and, and seeing like we got to get out the van, get searched, all this yeah. stuff. Sometimes it's an experience that'll make people never want to go there. You're right. So if you ever want to volunteer, you want to come out, we do back to school every year. Back yeah. to school. You do backpacks. We did right? backpacks filled with supplies, yeah. 350 kids. Whew. For Christmas, yeah. my goal was to do 500 kids. I did 625 Ooh, kids. Come on. And the general manager, Brian Simmons, from the Bentley dealership over at Avondale, he and I picked 12 single moms. And we took them to Walmart. That's outside of the six hundred. I love that. When, when so I saw you post about that. Popping up at the trailer parks and on Man. people. That, this lady had seven kids. Kids didn't have on any shoes. And we just take them to Walmart and let them Man. shop. Wow. That's what it's all about. Yeah. And until people can learn that in order to be blessed, you, and it doesn't matter if it's big or little. I got people that I can count on these two hands that's been given to my $2 Tuesday. These are only 10 people, and I got 5,000 followers on Facebook and 11,000 on Instagram. I gave a few times. You are, yeah, oh, you gave, <laughs> and you gave me merchandise. I wear my shirts all the time. I'm appreciative, but I'm just saying well, some you know people what? don't understand. You know, we were given a van back in 2013 uh, by a church, and it was a nice van. It was a 2000, um, or actually it was a, in 2014, but it was a 2013 van. Oh, that was a blessing. So, and they bought it. 22,000 uh they gave it to us uh, wow. uh I, I just feel like forgiven felons is uh wants to donate towards your new van i know you already have vans but you're trying to we get got another one. one we need another one yes. so so you can you can serve more people and Appreciate so it. um so we're going to go on after this after this podcast so we're going to donate 500 dollars to 
Oh, don't make me cry. So we've been blessed. So sweet. The the last few fundraisers that we've had, we've been blessed, and we've raised you know sixty, seventy-five thousand dollars the last couple years for our our fundraisers. And um, and but we've learned that the reason we 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 can raise that much is because we sow into other other ministries, and so and God knows your heart is pure. So, so when he knows your heart is pure, I tell people all the time, you think God would have let me last the eight years if my heart wasn't pure? True. Do you think I like getting up True. at six o'clock in the morning? So that's why so many halfway houses uh, come and go because they're in it for the money. They're in it for whatever. Yes. You know? And then I guess what? I have to say this too, because a lot of people say, I want a nonprofit. You a nonprofit, right? <laughs> you already yeah. know what time yes. it is. People think they can pop these nonprofits yeah. up. Yeah. I might talk about that on my next live. Do it. You can't pop the nonprofit uh, up because you're talking about you thinking you're going to get a bunch of free money. It's not no, going to happen. No. Nope. And then it's you got to be a St. Jude, a Shriners, or Toys for Top for people to really know who you are. Yeah. But you got to put in the work. Yep. And once they see your And once you put in the work, then people that, like you said, didn't even expect. Exactly. It's coming from people you didn't even expect or exactly. companies that you didn't even expect. And so, I'm so grateful. well, I appreciate everything y'all do. I and, this uh, and thank you so much for coming on. Been wanting to do it for a long time. I, I think know, since right? 2020, we right. started the podcast because of, uh, because they shut us down from going back into the prisons. Right. Cause we go into prison, share our stories. The guys here, the transitional house, they okay. love going back in right. and then COVID shut that down. And I'm like, okay, God, because one of the gifts that he's given me is the gift of gab right. to talk. And <laughs> right. I love speaking. I love talking, you know? Um, and I said, what do we, what do we do now? And he says, start a podcast. I said, start a what? I didn't know what a podcast was. I know it's work, but I got, I got I put connected one in my house and took it down. I said, forget it. It's too much work. It, and I had every day about all this expensive stuff. My husband's like, you should have seen it back because you don't know what you're doing. I tell everybody now, I said, start with the start with the inexpensive equipment because if you get burned out. Learn lesson. Let, Learn lesson. Let me tell you, the guy who's, who got me started mm-hmm. went to prison. Oh, and, well. and he got out and nobody would. He was a businessman, but nobody would give him the time of day because he was a felon. Oh, well. So he started his own podcast back in 2018 on the third episode met he 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 put um he paid he got a title loan out on his car you know i mean that he said he doesn't oh, wow. he doesn't re- he doesn't recommend to do that no anybody never, never. but he said my 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 heart was so determined to make my business work and make people that didn't want to believe in me didn't want to come alongside me make them pay and he said so i, I took a title loan out for four thousand dollars to go to a mastermind a business mastermind podcasting and not not podcasting but just to a business mastermind and Billy Jean, who's a big time marketing guy, mm-hmm. was there. And, and and he was telling Billy Jean, he said, I just started a podcast called Underdog Empowerment. It's about just the underdog, people that, you know, people, people other people like, count out, mm-hmm. you know. And Billy Jean, this guru marketing right. guy, says, I want to come on your podcast. And he was the third episode on on Underdog Empowerment. And at, from by. that point on, he was he was top five in entrepreneurship. Now he has a podcast power train uh, empire where he does. I mean, he, he shows other people. How to people do it. pay him thousands of dollars a month to to teach to teach them how to do the podcast. What he does, he has ten thousand downloads a month. Oh wow! Um, and and now he started to do live events last year. Now he's getting more. He's got the podcast company, but now he's got the coaching company. That's and, amazing. And so now he does that, and it's just so I I took his hundred ninety seven dollar. I took the first course he ever made, 
and I took right. it for one hundred ninety-seven dollars, and, you learned. and okay. I learned it. And I started with all his original equipment that he said was like seventy dollars mics, but now I got the shoes. You know, I got right. the Joe Rogan. Right, I like You know, I'm a musician, yeah. so I know about the shoes. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and so you know, I learned how to do it. I learned how to make it mobile because other everybody couldn't come to my right. house, so I learned how to make it mobile, and it's just fun. And I was gonna quit after COVID. Uh, after COVID, you know, you know, was gone, and we could go back into prisons. And God said, don't stop it. Because all of a sudden, Securus uploaded it to the jails and the inmate tablets. See? And now we're getting letters, you know, and people just letters like, hey, I uh, just want you to know I listened to your Mother's Day episode, your Father's yeah. Day episode, whatever. And uh, I had the sheet tied up, you know, and in prison. Yeah. You know what that to means? Hang it. Yeah. And they said, but but I listened to that episode. And it saved my life. And it saved my turn That's my life what it's around. about. And so, so I'm like, I can't, I can't stop doing this. You know, and so know. Uh, so that's that's the reason we do it. And we've we've had some great people on, and including well, yourself now. Well, and, I'm glad uh, to so. be here, and I'm gonna have my my um, nonprofit's eight year anniversary, May the 27th. Okay, well, and so I'm definitely wanting you to come and speak and share okay. your story. Anytime. And I have um, Dr. Luther Bowens. He's a famous gospel singer, and he wrote this song called God's Grace. Mm. So I did. I turned where the real church folk get booked into a play, and when I did that play. He came from South Carolina. Oh my God! And we did the and my, the prison skit of my play. I actually wrote it the night before the play, and so we performed it the very next day. He came in that Friday. I mean that Wednesday night, and that Thursday night we had to play at the Urban Arts Center, and it was packed on a wow, school night. Yeah, on a school night. Yeah, wow. And guess what he said? I love your spirit. Anytime you ever do anything, if I'm not booked. I'm coming. Wow. So he would be there. Oh. Little Nas X, we know Little Nas X was raised in church. Was raised in church. Yep. His dad is a gospel singer. His dad flew in from Atlanta for my play. Wow. He says, anytime you ever doing it, because I've never met nobody so genuine. Oh. I'm coming. So That's so awesome. You know, I got God is just used to get by say sometimes, God, why you let me get a nun profit? I don't know. I ain't I don't want to be asking nobody for no money. Jesus Christ. And God says, Listen, you have not because you ask not. I'm using you to help some people get blessed. I do not like asking for money either. And he's humbled me. You have to be humble. I had to I had to ask to just to pay rent here one year. See I had to, I had to ask to pay rent. I told him I said I don't want everyone to do that again. I'll I'll ask for donations, but I don't ever want to ask to pay the rent. To pay the rent again. And, and he so, made a way then. He did. That's how he, <laughs> that's our daddy. That's how he worked. So I am again thank you for this opportunity yeah. and keep us in prayer. And listen, we've gone from one to two prison trips a month now to three prison trips per month. Our people have to do is call and say, Hey, I want to go to the Middleton unit. I mean, you just said once you got four hours out, it was kind of hard. Yep. But guess what? We go four hours out. Wow. Free. That's awesome. One way and we come back four hours. We've gone to prisons in Beaumont. We've done Abilene, West And there's Texas. probably a lot of lot of prison units that don't know, still don't they know. They don't, and they need to know. And so they'll know now, and they'll know now. That so, we provide luxury yeah. prison trips, and all they have to do is get their family members. Even if they Google Keeping Families Connected, yeah. I'm the first four pages of Google. Yeah, that's awesome. The phone number pops up. So all you do is call and get your ride. That, you know how, that's how good God is, because some people will pay have to pay thousands of dollars to get on the first you know, first page of Google. That's really crazy, right? And, and I've never thought about that. But. And when people call and they go, hey, do you have any one bedrooms or two bedrooms? I'm like, what do you think we are? They're like, aren't you an apartment complex or whatever? That's why I think he's going to give us an apartment building one day. He did, he did, he will. But, but uh, I said, well, how? They said, no, we just found you on Google. I'm like, what do you mean you found us on Google? Walk me through it. And a lot of people got irritated because I was asking them questions. But one lady finally said, this is, you know, this is how I found you. 
because I mean, they're finding us on the first page of Google. And she said, she said, so we Google felon, uh, housing for felons in Dallas. And it pop up. And, and she said, you're the third, you're the third option wow. on the first page, the third option. And I'm like, and I did it. And I'm like, Oh, and what happens is, is they show, uh, apartment friendly felon, uh, felon friendly apartments. But then, and then right underneath that second option, it says related searches for given felons. And because we're in a house and, and, and an felon apartment. is in the word, they think they that think we're in Google thinks rent. it is. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, all right, God, you, you wouldn't just have us on the third option of the first page of Google to not let us be able to, I mean, we get calls every week. I can believe Fa it. And families, families that have already made it, turn their life around. But when they, when they have another kid, they need a bigger apartment. They need a, a two bedroom instead of one bedroom. They need a three bedroom. So when they have to move, they're already on their feet. They're already turned their life around. So and people still won't give them a chance. Because of the past, you know, past felony. Yeah. And so I want to be able, man, one day I want a whole subdivision of, of, oh, of houses. You just spoke it in the atmosphere. <laughs> you just spoke it in the atmosphere. So, and I'm going to um, send you something because somebody just sent me something about what you're saying okay. yesterday. All right. He was from Washington, D.C. I had a meeting with him Monday. And he sent me this link and he was like, read it. Because what you're saying, I was saying it about women connecting them directly back to their children when they come out of prison instead yeah. of having to go to a halfway house. Yeah. Here you are, your two-bedroom, your whatever. Yes. So I'll send it to you. So good, so good. Thank you Thank so you. much again. You're welcome. Thank you for uh, letting your background, making your background pay you back, not hold you back. That part. Yeah. <laughs> they don't say that part. That, that, Definitely. That's what it's all about. You Not know? letting the bars become barriers. Exactly. And if you if you if you learn what you don't know, then you can make your background pay you back. That's so. that's it. So it's been a pleasure. Uh y'all go to keeping family keeping family We'll have all of the all of her links and books and everything on the show page. And uh thanks again, Leticia, for your time. Bless you. Thank you. Man, I hope you enjoyed this interview as much as I did. She is an incredible person. They are a kingdom power couple. And uh, man, if you if you know somebody needs to hear this story or if you know they need to be connected with the organization, Keeping Families Connected, uh, go to keepingfamiliesconnected.org and uh, the link is in the show page as well. Let's pray. Let's pray for Letitia and the organization and her family. Uh, Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you for Letitia. We thank you for her husband, her king, Lord. We thank you for, uh, uh, we thank you for her family, and we thank you for all the the things they do for the justice impacted demographic. Lord, we thank you for her work in the community. We thank you for her work in the prisons, Lord, uh, or with people that. Uh, are in prisons, taking families, their families to see them. Lord, we know that's important. Lord, we pray that you uh, get this. We sowed a seed into this van, Lord, and we pray that the fruit of that seed is going to is going to multiply, and that she's going to get this van in Jesus' name exactly, and maybe even before t the time that she needs it or wants it. And we just thank you for that, Lord. We thank you that you just give her strength when she needs it. We thank you that you're you're giving her creative ways to mentor the the young kids so that they can grow up and stop the generational uh, cycle in their family, in Jesus' name. And uh, we just thank you. Thank you, Lord, for the listener. Thank you for anyone listening to this show right now, Lord. Lord, um, man, Letitia's story is crazy, and the people listening may have a crazy story just like hers or even crazier. Father, we know that you work all things, even all things, all things, no matter what, even that person's story that's listening right now, you can work that for your good, for some good. And we believe that. And so, Father, I just speak 
I speak goodness over everyone's situation right now. The goodness of God, I speak into your situation, no matter what you're going through, no matter what you what you're waiting for, trial, sentencing, uh, in prison. Listen, if you're about to tie that sheet up, uh, pop those pills, and and check out, I just rebuke premature death in Jesus' name, and I say, don't give up. God can speak. I speak God's goodness into your situation in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, we'll see y'all next week. We'll see you Monday Monday morning on Background Check-In. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Background Check Podcast brought to you by Forgiven Felons, helping people with a past realize their future. For more information, please visit ForgivenFelons.org. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and please don't forget to subscribe so you'll never miss the latest episode. I'm J.D. Gum, and this has been Background Check.